a fucking slide from the park. That's kind of bad. Wait, what? He, no, listen. So he cut, he cut the slide off from the park, and this slide is massive. He took it to his house and built a bunk bed for his kids. Wait, that's actually amazing. <laughs> on the one that's... hand, property theft. On the other hand, that kid's going to remember that for life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Walls of Bros. I'm Connor Stoops. And I'm Mike Bloodstain. Oh, Mikey B, we're cooking up something hot today. Call me the lunch lady, B, because I'm a servant. I'm uh, dude. I'm I'm psyched, man. For those of you that are new, uh, you know we are the Woes of Bros. We talk about uh, what life is like in your 20s and early 30s, and the ups and downs, and how difficult things can be, but also how great things are, and uh, mm-hmm. and how to be vulnerable, and how to enjoy just like partying and life and and, and, and sex. And, if you're having it, I mean, <laughs> not me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna not say, was, yeah, who's, who's the expert here? <laughs> uh, but uh, but so we're, we're and we're super super psyched and uh, and and today we have somebody that is just uh, the most incredible person. It's our first guest. Beautiful on the person, and yeah. uh, we're so fucking excited. So. And we're so fucking nervous, but not too nervous. Don't get your don't get your hopes up. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> but, uh, a little, we're a little nervous, but uh, no no. So today we're really excited, guys. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about uh, anxiety, a little bit of talking stress. about some anxiety, anxiety talking about stress. stress. You know how it goes. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to talk to my boy for a second because lately all we do is talk about the co- the because lately all we do is talk about the damn podcast. Mikey B, brother, how you been? I know. I feel like we only uh, we only communicate through podcast text messages <laughs> these days. It's like <laughs> it's not good. It's like Connor's like, hey Mike, how you doing? Ghosted. Connor's, <laughs> Connor's like, uh, hey, hey Mike, uh, so Mike saw your Instagram post. Looks like you're in a nice place. Ghosted. <laughs> Connor's like, hey, uh, what time do you want to talk about the podcast? I'm good around six. <laughs> it's so true. Mikey won't reply to me unless I say, hey, podcast. Yeah, because, um, uh, look, no offense, but my priorities are clear, right? I've of got course. The, I've got the podcast. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, I've got my course. girlfriend. I've got my job. I've got a list of things that I care about. And then, of course, on the very bottom it's- is... You. Not even me. It's the Not podcast. Yeah, it's, the, it's the podcast. The podcast goes up and down. Oh um, my god, that's too funny, bro. No, well, look, I, dude, how you been? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. You know, meant to be distant. I've, uh, you know, just been going through my own kind of things this week, and right. Uh, you know, I had that that whole like the GERD acid thing, and it's just been getting worse. And I had to get a fucking endoscopy, and it's just uh. been like, dude, brutal. They had to put me out, and uh, it's like it's never scary. But right. it's kind of like wild that you just teleport through time. It's so crazy, it's dude. So I, and I get that. I've had a colonoscopy before, dude. And uh, it's crazy. Same same thing being shoved in. You're just different end, you know? Yeah. Well, they do <laughs> they do yours first and then they do mine. So it's, it's what... <laughs> <laughs> they put it down your throat. <laughs> it's one, it's one, it's one or the other. But uh, oh no, God, I, I, I feel you. It feels like you're teleporting during yeah, those times, bro. And, and uh, you know, I, I, it sucks. But I hopefully, you know, hopefully my health will be better soon. And uh, I'm a young yeah, guy. Man. I'm sure that things will work out. But you know how it is. Once you are, you're when, when you're physiologically not feeling great, you um, you start to mentally not do as well either. So 
but ultimately, look, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm, I'm slowly working back, and uh, I'm psyched, man. How are you? How, how's your week been? You know, what's what's new in your life? Oh, dude, honestly, <laughs> what's new in my life? Not much, man. Um, I mean, I've I've just been you know trying to keep up, journaling a lot. I've been practicing a lot of shit. You know, um, I'm actually I'm going camping this weekend, Mikey. No way. Wow. I'm going camping, man. Uh, you know, roughing it with the with the boys, doing a lot of crazy things. You know, camping. Are, are you are you camping or uh, are, are you glamping? Okay, all right. You uh, caught me. Yeah, I'm glamping, yeah. bro. <laughs> we got a cabin. <laughs> we got a hot tub. We've got yeah, a perfectly yeah. good grill, Mikey. I'm so, dude, I was just trying to look over the podcast, and here you are, bro, tearing me down, dude. Because I know this you is, so well, bro. Like you're not, you're not <laughs> going outside with the lions and bears and shit. You're, you're cuddled up in your little RV where it's fucking perfect, 83 degrees, and you're feeling great. It's a you're, cabin. All right, so it's, it's better. A cabin. It's better. Than That's even right. better. No, but I am in a couple weeks. I'm, I'm going. Um, uh. I'm going actual camping where I'll be roughing it. I'll be shitting in the woods. I'll be doing the whole nine. I got to say, uh, if I don't see a video of you shitting in the woods with the bear next to you smiling at me, I'm <laughs> not buying. I'm just not buying. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. How about this? If I don't post it on the Woes of Bros podcast, did it even happen? You tell me, fans. I'm Give posting. Us, if we get, how's about this? If we get 100 likes. No, we can't do that. It's <laughs> no, we can't. If we get 100 <laughs> likes, we're posting me shitting right here on the podcast. No. <laughs> Uh, but it's for real. Give us a hundred likes, thanks. No, but <laughs> um, speaking of of traveling, it looks like you did a little bit this this past weekend, huh? With the yeah, lady, I did, I did. I uh, I've been, you ever go to Carmel by the Sea? It's like five hours north of L.A. It is like one of the most quaint, beautiful towns. I imagine it's like if Jesus was gonna get resurrected, I think he'd hang out in like Carmel by the Sea. He's like the mans would be hanging there. Yeah, he's like sure. I'm not going to Wisconsin. I'm not going to Idaho. <laughs> Catch me in Carmel. Uh, it's, Garmel's where I'm thriving. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's super, super quaint. It's like, it's just beautiful. You walk right. around and there's just like uh, guys playing Spanish guitar, like serenading you in the streets. That's uh, beautiful. I know. I saw my girlfriend eyeing one of them. I'm like, hey, oh, <laughs> um, take it easy. Yeah, but uh, but no, dude. I, so I did that, and that was a great little getaway, just for like my mental health too, just to like right. step out of LA because it gets so yeah, suffocating, man. as you know. Yeah, dude. Um, and then I went over to Big Sur, which is just like a sick place with like like big mountains and the water oh. and there's like cows on like the, the landscapes next to the water it's fire i don't know if you've ever been there but it's like big a- sir is my middle name i've not only been there i've just driven through i haven't <laughs> i haven't actually been but i've driven through and it was beautiful what did you, dude. Wh- who drives through big sir where are you going I was I was Ubering. Ah. I was Ubering. I wasn't even Uber. there to enjoy. I, I was like just how Ubering. you say Uber, 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 <laughs> Ubering. Uber. <laughs> it's a three syllable word, Ubering. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was I was just you know working, driving through there, so I didn't even get to really enjoy it. But it's a place that has like flowers on the on the cliffs and like goes yep. into the water. There's cows everywhere. I've seen a couple dogs running rampant over there. there. Like you know, they're all tamed, of course. But, so yeah. come on, <laughs> it's a good place to go with your friends. You know, you, yeah, you take man. your friends and you and you and you go to Big Sur. It's a really great time. Yeah. Good time. Well, it's weird. You take your friends, Mikey. Yeah, I don't. You've never taken me to Big Sur. 
Well, no, no, no. You take your good friends. You take your oh, good friends, you good your, friends, your closest friends. There. Okay, I like like that. our like that. like our guest today. Let's just say a good friend of mine who I would gladly oh. take the big sir. Oh yes, we would bring this person the big sir. And, yeah. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is an American actress and singer songwriter known for her role as Phoebe in the hit Nickelodeon show The Thundermans, and who has gone on to do work in Light as a Feather and the upcoming movie Super Cool, and has countless of amazing songs such as First Love Never Lasts from her new. EP Songbird, Vinyl, Poison, and my personal favorite, Take This Outside. Hey. She's not only one of our favorite people ever, but our wow. best friend, Kira Kosserin, everybody. Uh, Let's go. Whoa. I miss you guys. Dude, what we miss it? you. <laughs> we're always, Kira, we were like, when can we get Kira on? And then we're like, no, we don't, we're too nervous. We got to get yeah, better at we it. Were, <laughs> yeah. We were way too nervous to ask you. More nervous than we should have been. Aww. We're like, she's our friend, but we miss her. And I don't know. No, we're, dude, we're so no. glad you're here, man. We miss you. If anything, I'm nervous to be on the iconic Woes of Bros podcast. This is yeah. an auspicious occasion. You should occasion. be. <laughs> you should be. This uh, we've been we've been blowing up recently. A Huge. lot of things happening for us. Huge. We nice. got Bill Gates begging to be on. We got people everywhere. I love it. I don't know. I'm just listing names. Probably not Bill Gates. They're that was the first it. thing that came to mind for some reason. Kira, <laughs> the, the last time that I saw you, it was normal in the world. Normal is a relative term, but uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. We we were we were together like all day every day, and then just haven't seen each other now for a year. It's it's been dude. Wild. Snapchat memory after Snapchat memory yeah. after Snapchat memory pops up, and it's usually just you with a guitar singing your head off. Yeah. Well, my I, I like just I just had like the the three year anniversary of like my first or two year anniversary of my first show ever that you guys were. Wow. At. Dude, I know when I was writing when I was writing this, I was like, I was like, oh my god, like 2019, right? It was 2019? Yep. I have no concept of time anymore, but something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2019 when we went I to. It was 2018 um, in San Diego. I didn't oh, get to go to that one. I'm oh, really sad that was about the OG, that one. OG. That was the OG. Yeah, OG. that was the OG. Yeah, I went, but your other shows that we did. To? Uh, I went to one of the ones at um, that really cool bar in. Oh uh, yes, oh. oh the underground one. Yes, the underground yeah, the one. one. No, I think that was one of the first ones. There was one, one of those. It was on the no, arcade the one. Shop. Arcade was it the one. coffee shop? Aww, coffee shop. Cute. Yeah, mine was the coffee. Because I met. Because I met. Can I say this? I met Drake Bell, and my childhood was just <laughs> was complete. Yeah. My can I say this? <laughs> yeah, uh, that is true. That so that was actually the first show I ever played. Which because I had booked this like huge show for like twelve thousand people in San Diego and had literally never played my music for people before. Wow. And I was like, I should I should practice. So I uh, yeah booked that little like coffee shop show and that was the first time I ever played. And not not there. to brag, but I I low key feel like an OG now that I've been to Kira's first show. You guys, so. you guys were you guys liked it before it was cool. Am I cool yet? <laughs> Have you gotten there oh, yet? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> So, Kira, what all have you been up to music-wise? What's been going on in yeah. your life? What are you What are you working on right oh, now? Oh gosh, so much new stuff. Um, so I have been so <laughs> pandemic started. Yeah, I rolled out my project Songbird, which I had been working on for the year prior, and I originally had this whole plan for like music videos, and you know, I was gonna do the whole thing and right. tour and shows and all of that um and then obviously the panty hit so <laughs> the panty oh my god <laughs> panty. are we, are we panty slanging hit. it already oh yeah yeah we're slanging it ever since the panorama started um <laughs> so I, yeah so i just ended up like releasing a bunch of stuff on my own and then i went through like six months of being absolutely the least inspired i've ever been in my life you know uh, yeah. we all went through the, the, the quarantine depression and isolation <laughs> yeah. and my parents had it and 
I lived at that point I lived alone and so I was like fully isolated so I uh, was going through it for a minute yeah and then um, started writing again Uh, somebody from a label found my music and reached out I'm not allowed to say who it is yet because I'm still in that weird like I have good news, but I can't tell you what it is yet. <laughs> I feel like it's all, about damn time, um, by the way, labels. But, it's about damn time. Yeah, so no, but I've, I've started working with a new team that I'm really, really enjoying and a new producer, and I'm just working on this new project. And so, yeah, that's I'm excited. Dope. Yeah, uh, that, that must- and I'm sure, just like, because I want to kind of tie this in, I'm sure uh, it has a lot to do with our topic. You know, <laughs> we're, we're talking about stress and anxiety <laughs> today. So I'm sure you were riddled with that. You yeah. picked the right guest. Um, oh come on that was saucy smooth (laughs) yeah yeah i got i got lots i I will talk my shit on this episode yeah so talk 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 to us about it dude like what what kind of um what kind of things do you endure during like writing songs or coming up with a new like starting to work with a new label or mikey what do you well i want to even take a step back because like i know you here and i know you're someone that like you have a vision and then you fucking do it right yeah, and when something gets in the way of that good luck like they're they're going down <laughs> yeah. so for something to hit that you you can't overcome right you have to just mm. exist through you have this vision for what's going to happen and then all of a sudden you have to kind of like acquiesce to the universe right so what was that like having to say okay i have all these big plans right but i need to take a step back and just let go because i have no control anymore so wow yeah no great question so I feel like I sort of have have two kinds of anxiety, right? Um, I have situational anxiety, which is more, you know, what I would consider like stress and nervousness and being mm, a young yeah. person in a competitive industry. And then I have cyclical biological anxiety that I deal with that is just yeah. mental illness that comes in at certain points in my life and yeah. makes it really hard for me to function as a human being. Yeah. And wow. The the biggest defense that I've built up over that as a person who deals with anxiety is a routine, which was completely obliterated, mm. and b um, physical wellness and physical fitness, yeah. and sure. that was completely obliterated too, or at least changed. And I had to find a way to, you know, lose what were my kind of lifeboats, my resources at that time, and yeah. find new patterns and new routines and new structure and new yeah. things to keep me well. But, you know, that's really hard when you don't know what the timeline is or when it's going to end. Exactly. I'm not going to ramble on about this because everyone listening went through it and, you know, in some way or another knows how. Yeah, how but it doesn't discredit how you're feeling. Yeah. Everyone's feeling the same way. I will say the one sort of freeing thing about it um, in terms of music was that this project that I was releasing was like very intimate. It was sort of my like diary project of songs sure. that I had, like written alone on my guitar, produced and was just putting out a kind of more singer songwriter acoustic project than I had before. And so that sort of lent itself really well to like extreme hyper vulnerability. And so I decided yeah. to just lean into it and like make my music videos on my balcony where I wrote the songs and like hike up to the bottom of our favorite hiking trail, which is still closed a year later, but I was able to sneak in the day before it closed and film Come myself on. Yeah, sitting sick. on a mountain and playing and like, you know. That's the best thing that you can do about it because we even talked about this actually in last week's podcast about like living the same day over and over again and yeah. you kind of you're just like well what am I going to do at this point and it causes so much more stress and so much more anxiety but if you can lean into it like you like you're saying yeah. and kind of roll with the punches and have not necessarily you adapt to it but it adapt to you and kind of make it your own yeah and then you can kind of start taking one step at a time and then moving forward but it can be so much harder for some people and yeah you know I think the other thing that is really hard to get a grasp of is uh, there's such a thin line between like 
you know, be gentle with yourself, be patient with yourself. This is a mm. traumatic time. Give yourself time to heal. And you have to pull yourself out of some yeah. dark places sometimes yeah. because that victim mentality will destroy you. And it's it's impossible because we all, in a way, a lot of people more than others, deserve to be mad and to be angry and to say, fuck this, I'm getting drunk every day. Like, you know, I just life life doesn't matter right now. And then a certain point hits where you're like, oh no, this is this is still my life. Like yeah. time is yeah. still ticking on. This is just life now. How do I like adapt and try to bring well, back some joy? Especially at a time right now where like every external stressor exists, right? Like yeah. you could try to fortify yourself all you want. We are like so vulnerable or we have been so vulnerable this past year because every excuse that we've had to kind of like put our anxiety aside has just been like, We've had to confront. Right, yeah, and we deal with distractions a lot. And there's no distractions. We're all taken away. All of yeah. them. And so for me, it's gym is, is a big one. <laughs> me too. Gone. All, of our, all of our coping mechanisms were yeeted. And we just went, yeah. yes. all right, cool. And you know said, hey, control, alt, delete. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but you know what I gained? Oh I gained my refrigerator. I gained <laughs> I gained my 20 pounds. I gained Dude, I got you all beat combined. Your boy, drum roll, please. <laughs> 60 pounds it's in not a year good you dude in a, a year beautiful human inside and out and you have changed your body in either direction that you've wanted so many times before you will be able to do it again as soon as that's your priority right, right now your priority is survival her answer was way yes. better than mine oh. what was, was yours Mikey get it together you fat Mikey fuck was, what was yours yeah. mine was, mine was Mikey just, was gonna look me in the eyes and say fuck you mine, just, <laughs> mine was just I looked at the camera I just went in a year in like a complete <laughs> gasp oh Mikey, Mikey B I, I missed you Mikey I and I, know. during the podcast, we really love to do dramatic looks into the camera at specific points just to make the other person feel really oh, bad. Oh, I know. About I'm an themselves. avid Woes of Bros consumer. Are you? No, come on, baby. She's watched Meaning, episode one, two, and three. I watched your first three episodes while blow drying my hair this morning, and it was lovely. Thank did you. you. Did you like it, Kira? Honest opinion. I did. I truly did. No, I, I think you guys are, are, I mean, there's a reason I love you both and spend time with you because you are. <laughs> fun wonderful humans but yeah no i love i love i i loved your little piece on like toxic masculinity and i want to go back in time and punch your teacher that made you weigh in in front of the class yeah and, wild. And, that was way too uh, much Connor, <laughs> that must have yeah. caused a lot of no, anxiety I, I i loved the uh, comparison episode there's some there's some good bits you guys are well yeah no, i think that like for us and this it, it's so good because we want to expand our audience and expand our mindsets and it's it's really we wanted to start this because i think that a lot of people don't focus on their struggles. A lot of people focus on the highlights. And mm -hmm. why not, right? Like we want to seem strong in the world. We want to put our best foot forward. We want to look brave and powerful and, and creative. But like there are so many things behind the mask. And for us, it's like we can still focus on all the successes. But let's just take the mask off and understand that there is more to a person than right. just those. Yeah. Also, and I mean, for what it's worth, I think in this past year, if there's anything we've learned, it's the power of like community and at least being being together in our struggles because we all deal with a lot more of the same stuff than we probably usually realize. Yeah. 100%. That's and that's the craziest part is you everyone thinks that they're alone and everyone thinks that they have nobody that they can talk to but in actuality like you just said everyone's going through the exact same thing in a different way some people handle it a little bit better than the other person does but in reality like just it it it's hard to do it first but just walk up to your friend and say hey look I'm struggling with this right now like can I talk to you? And yeah. nine times out of 10, yeah. if they're a good friend, they'll be like, fuck yeah, sit down, let's talk. You know, one of the things you know? that got me through like 
the first season of the pandemic, as it were, is oh I, I sort of had this moment. <laughs> season one. I sort of had this moment where I was like really at odds with how I use my social media because, you know, I've, I've built it as a it's a business. It's a brand. Sure. It's an advertising. Yep. It's a marketing. Pl- you know, all of these things that it was yep. never originally intended to be. That can be a wonderful tool, but it's also just exhausting. Yeah, um, right. But I had this moment where I was like, I in this moment need to use this platform I've built of however many people and just use it to be like, I'm not OK. Who else? is not okay can we talk about it and yeah. it was it was how me I me for 500 yeah it was how <laughs> I it was how I like connected with my sort of three closest friends at the beginning of the pandemic who sort of yeah. like we, you know we started started zoom calling and just like being That's like great. are you okay just making check-in points just people to say yeah. like hey can you text me on friday and see if i'm okay because if i'm not okay i'm probably not going to want to reach out and yeah, just having 100%. that network of people was it was a game changer so, Kira, can I ask you, what are some things that you kind of do, like, day to day when you're starting to feel those stressors uh, or anxiety? Like, what what do you kind of do to, like, reroute your right. brain or get yeah. everything on the track? So, <laughs> this is not a fun answer that anyone wants to hear, but, like, self-care <sighs> is the boring stuff. Mm. And it is yeah. the stuff that counts the most. It is getting yeah. enough sleep every night. It is yeah. it is going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time roughly every day, which is stupid. There's so much good stuff on Netflix and we should be able to stay up till three every day <laughs> yeah. and be fine with it. But realistically, yeah. like I realized halfway through quarantine, I was like, I can't go to bed at 5 a.m. and wake up at noon and be my most productive self. I would like you're to. You're just depressed, too. You're just like yeah. you wake up depressed. The sun is out. You're like, what have I done all morning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Physical physical movement. Uh, Mike, you know yeah. this. You guys both know this. You guys are both people I know who who take so much solace in like the endorphins of of the gym, and it sucked to lose yeah. the gyms and the yoga studios and everything. I started just walking up the hill behind my house three times in a row, and that equaled right. like an hour an hour long workout. Um, drinking a lot of water and. T- to yes. be honest, the biggest one was to stop self-medicating. <laughs> yeah. Really? No. Yeah, wow. Because it's it's such a vicious cycle. No matter what you're using, you know, the thing with substances that are meant to help anxiety is that a lot of the time they do. Yeah. But mm-hmm. a lot of the time there's a rebound effect. Being, and the second that you stop taking it, that's, too, it can just... That's what I'm saying. There's a rebound. You stop yeah. taking it and then you're more anxious than you were before. And there's a time and a place for every vice and every vice affects every person differently. But... I had to face a hard truth halfway through that I was making things harder for myself, not easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's. A, yeah. I feel like we're on. I feel like we're on like zigzag or like a, like a, like crossing planes here because I am now getting into self medicating. Nice, as nice, you're, fun. As you're leaving, <laughs> which by the way, I'll be where you are soon. I knew it was getting bad when I. Everything is legal, by the way. It's like just like antidepressants and whatever. Yes, and same. I, I knew it was bad when I was like, just like, but legal. Sorry. No, yeah, but legal, legal, legal. <laughs> just, just to clear up what was happening. <laughs> but uh, I knew it was bad when I could like text my doctor and be like, hey, bud, need a prescription. And he would text and me. And he's like, Mike, it's 2 a.m. Stop hitting me up, brother. Dude, I honestly, like, I, had, I didn't even go to my doctor. He just like filled some shit for me like that. And I don't know. For me, it's like, I know it's not good, but I've been on stuff before. And if I was feeling anxious again, I just, I just self-medicate because I know- yeah. I don't know. I don't need to see a doctor. Like, what are they going to know? I've been on antidepressants for years before. Like, why don't I just figure it out? But it's uh, it's just a crutch temporarily. You know, my goal is right. to get back to not needing it. And for um, what it's worth, that's sometimes the, that's, you need a crutch. Some, sometimes yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with when you need a crutch for survival. You know, when you break your foot, no one says keep walking till it heals. You put on a boot right. and you put on crutches. But if you're in those crutches for uh, too long, then a the long muscles time. atrophy and you can never walk again. Whoa, can we just have a moment for that metaphor? Because that was fire. <laughs> 
<laughs> bada bing, boom. Bada bing, yeah, it's kind of a bada bing. Yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody, man. It really is. I don't know. I feel like also, I don't, I don't know if you guys like encountered this, but I feel like trying to mindfully use or not use social media has been a big one. Yeah. Because like oh my t- God, TikTok yeah. was like a really fun thing at the beginning of the quarantine to like have something creative to do and that yeah. it also felt productive because it was helping business and career but it was also fun and and then it became something that was so stressful and overwhelming and yeah. and difficult can i ask you a question so first of all i want to shout you out because no joke i, I mean this shout out, like, you are shout out. the best person i know at like mm. being uh, a leader for like social change. Like you use so your, you use your platform. You're saying like, oh, recently, no, no, no. During the riots, like you were the person Ooh. that everybody looked up to, even when you weren't there. And we're saying, yo, Kira's fucking like really like mm-hmm. into trying to like make sure people are aware, and that's awesome. Thanks. So like that's not lost to me. Like you are you are a champion for the little person, and I admire I really you for that, that endlessly. It, it definitely um, sometimes feels like I can't I can never make everybody happy on social media, yeah. but I I feel like I've just gotten to a point where I'm like. Just gonna try to stand up for as many people as I can. Try to use the platform because what else is it good for? I'm glad that I'm glad exactly. that it comes across that way. That means a lot to me. Thank you. So how do you balance that? Like, because look, that's like a whole beast. Like you build this machine, right? And it can self-function, but really it requires so much commitment and mind. You know, it, it's yeah. like real estate in your brain. And so, have you hit a point now where you're? Have you have you balanced it? Are you strictly gonna do like social causes or like how do you even how do you reconcile um, who you want to champion like? Like, I don't know, brand-wise or just image-wise, is there something that you specifically, that speaks to you? I have generally just been led by as much, and I hate, this is a buzzword and it sounds immodest, but like authenticity is possible. Yeah. In the way that like, I I mean, I, I try to research as many things as I can. If it's something that resonates with me and I a lot of things do, then I share it. If it's something that, basically the over-under is I feel like if it does more good to, to talk about, then it takes time for me to do it. I might as well. And usually it is pretty yeah. quick to, 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 to do something on social media. So for the most part, mm-hmm. that over-under is that. The thing that's been interesting for me on socials is that I've sort of intentionally or otherwise built like a brand based on vulnerability just because I don't have the energy to keep up anything other than that. Like yeah. I don't have the yeah. energy to do appearances and it's hard because I've been told by a lot of people like, hey, if you're trying to be and if you are, you know, a pop star, you need to be less accessible. You uh, need to be more enigmatic. You need to be dude. more cool and mysterious. You you know, post post less, post more, just high quality content. You know, you need to be making songs every day just for TikTok and you need to not be posting a photo unless it's a magazine covered. Uh-huh. Like, that's just not the way I operate. Like, I would just rather be like, yo, this is what my life is. Like, I'm just a person and I make music. And if you fuck with it, then that makes me really happy. Yeah, That's probably, I don't know if that's right for my career or not, but it's just what we've done. And so it's what I've just continued to do. I think it's exactly what we need because, I mean, it gives people a false positive of a world that we live in if you don't show your vulnerability. They're like, okay, this person does this, 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 and they're always 100%. So then when they go to face that battle on their own and they start feeling all weird and wonky and like, why am I not where this person's at? They didn't know that you felt like that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's more, it's more beneficial for you to show that side of you. And I think it's really great that that's what you want to like show off with your persona. I think it's amazing. Yeah. 
I also just feel like, you know, being a woman, I mean, being anyone on social media is so competitive, but like women yeah. are so, so competitive. And I'm talking like, about it. <laughs> drop facts. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let's, let's spin it, baby. What's the waiting, Kira? Let's call it names. Call it names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Who specifically? Who no, specifically? I, I feel like I, I pride myself on being someone who like genuinely wants the best for every girl I see and doesn't feel in competition with them. Mm. It took a long time to get there and a lot of like conscious work, but now as an adult, like, you know, every person who I see, I want to succeed because I don't think any of us is really in competition with each other in any way. We're all on completely different paths. And if we are all bringing each other up, it's just a better place for all of us. And so I feel like the more I can use my social media for that too, the more I feel like I'm assuaging my guilt of having such a large platform because at least I'm using it for for good and for things that I believe in. Yeah, I hope that doesn't sound preachy. I'm hearing myself back. I really don't want anyone to think I'm trying to like... Not preachy, but at the same time, fucking preach, dude. We want to hear it. That's why you're on here, dude. We want to hear what you have to say. fucking nice. Like, that's it. At the end of the day, like, people are... And I get why people are mean and angry because the world sucks. The world is unfair. The world is cruel. The system is just a mess. Like, things are bad. (laughs) Like, life is cruel life is torture and i see why people are mean but like god wouldn't it be nicer if people just weren't what about your support networks because i think (laughs) that's something that is so important you know um i I will say having the world's healthiest and most wonderful relationship is a help so if you can if you can achieve that highly recommend plus y'all look cute as Thank you. (laughs) I I managed to stumble upon the quite quite literally the most brilliant human being I've ever met in my life. He is. I got to talk to him for like ten seconds on that on Facetime one time, and he was this he was the sweetest man I've ever spoke to. Mikey, I got one up on you. He seems good. He's a great guy. He is not. He is not only brilliant, not only driven, and amazing at everything he does, and empathetic, and kind, and Mm. silly, and sweet, and just so understanding and is and creative and just i observant i can't say enough wow. incredible things okay about now him. explain how you feel about me and mike yeah. oh my god you guys are uh just, you she's know, lost her. Uh, lost her. there's just too yeah. many there's too I'm many overwhelmed you know yeah. she's never wrong, she's never wrong. Of course. 100%. He, he's, no, also, he's also my music making partner which is a, such a once in a lifetime thing that's, that's crazy to, to, you guys to be, have like everything together yeah my my best friend and the love of my mm. life and the the only person who's ever completely understood me musically and wow you know we're, we're making music that that finally feels like what i've been trying to make my whole life so mm. um, by the if way you can I find just, that i recommend it. it it helps yeah for sure well i was gonna so how does having a strong circle help you uh stay focused and avoid your your stress and anxiety like, can you elaborate on that a little yeah, bit yeah i mean it's 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 everything um yeah. you know going back to the the biological side of things um you know without going too too far into detail just because it's a little scary to talk about basically what happens is i i have three day periods where i cannot function my brain does not think properly i am broken down i am hopeless i think everything in my life is not worth doing it's it gets really bad and i get a little unable to like know sometimes what is my anxiety telling me stories and what is real and so having a a support network around me just to be like that's not how you felt three days ago and that's not how you're going to feel in three days you're fine and you know you don't need to panic about this we got you if if you can't handle this today like we're here you're not going to be alone you're going to be okay is is just such a a game changer Mm. um I mean, I've you yeah. know dealt with it alone in the past and survived, but it is a lot a lot nicer to have people around you who 
can can just remind you when world things feel world ending and soul crushing that they are not and that everything is temporary. You know, it's like a bad trip. You need a sitter there to be. I mean, what are drugs? Um, <laughs> you, you need someone to be there. I have no clue. You need someone to be there to be like, hey, this is just right now. You're gonna be fine. I promise. And yeah. anything that happens, we can work on together and fix it. A hundred percent. You know? So all, it's so, it's so interesting though in relationships too how anxiety manifests in different ways. You know, like yeah. there were times I had to learn it, but like there'd be times where my girlfriend or I would be like mean to each other Aww. and be like, Shh, like just like just like snap at each other really quick or whatever. And it would usually be because I was anxious about something, and I would be like taking it out or right. or vice yeah. versa. And it's small and it never means anything. Yeah. But are, uh, but it was just a sorry. small manifestation. No, no, no. Yeah, that's it. We are we are <laughs> we are comically over communicators to like to the point like mm. first of all we both very much feel each other's energy and so if anything feels shifted we're both like hey you feel a little a little off what's happening what yeah. do you need from me is everything okay but like oh. we're also very like i'll be really mad and i'll be like hey i'm in a really bad mood and i'm really angry right now and i just want <laughs> you to know that if i snap at you in the next hour it's not because of you and i love you so much and i'll be like That's okay do you need alone time or do you need me to be here and i'll be like i don't know but i'll tell you in a few and he's like okay i'm gonna just wait here and be here for you if you need me i love you so much and i'm like okay bye but that's so important dude communication is so important like yeah, uh, I'm, I'm i'm jealous of that dude i'm, I'm really jealous of it that is, that's beautiful it is it is it is a special i'm single thing. ladies i'm, I'm single i'm single yeah. Yeah, it's, it is also a factor <laughs> it is a factor of like we've both without getting too far into detail like we've both lived lives where mm. our own mental well-being and physical well-being was imperative to our success and our survival. You got to look out for each and other. And so we've both like spent our lives learning our own triggers and our own like needs yeah. to stay healthy and and sane and safe and I think that's always really helpful when you're trying to deal with a relationship. You know, it's a 100%. lot easier like when he's having a bad night and he's like, "I'm having a rough night. I think I need to go to the store and I need to cook and that'll make me feel better." And I'm like, "Cool. You know what you need? You do it and then so we're work. back on the same page." Yeah. That's amazing. He could just figure it that's out. Awesome. I usually just scream or cry. <laughs> that works too. Like, Mikey's go Mikey's go-to is screaming. And then I just like I, I hope that it works out. No, look, communication is obviously key. Um I'm, I, I guess for me, like it's not even the anxiety as much as it is just uh, just having somebody that understands mm -hmm. you just inherently, right? Like yeah, we all yeah. just want to feel seen. That's all. And whether that's that all. is a friend or a relationship, you know, it correlates all over the all over the place yeah, with that. 100%. Yeah. So all right, so you you tackle this whole big project like you put out you know songbird which by the way huge fan thank you and yeah. uh massive fan and so, i'm jamming to that in the car so now like you're still we're still in the pandemic right obviously mm -hmm. like hopefully things are starting to clear up and i heard that la might be in the orange zone soon uh yeah, which is really there. great my, my family and friends are most almost all of them vaccinated now we're, we're moving wow. towards towards normalcy yeah which is awesome. huge so like what what next? Now, do you like start to plan for those those like tours again and, and, you know, and everything like that? I have I have taken to um, considering the future, but planning the future less. In that's the good. That's great. I, wow. I've, I love that. Can you repeat that? Honestly, can <laughs> you repeat that? That's yeah, beautiful. I, I still, no, I love that. I consider the future, but I don't plan the future. And look. Mm. I, I've been very aware the past couple of years of the cycles that my life usually goes in. And in terms of a creative project aspect, my life generally goes, I put out a project, sure. I tour the project. Then I come home, I live life, I make memories, I make mistakes, I grow, I meet people, I get inspired, I bank inspiration. 
then I have a period of time where I'm writing, I'm recording, I'm working on music, and then the process starts all over. Then it's release time, then it's tour time, then it's lifetime. So my life has kind of gone in these cycles forever. The pandemic shuffled all of that around, but I think that my brain still works in that way. So, you mm-hmm. know, right now I'm in the taking all of my inspiration from the past year and putting it into songs, whether that means I'm taking snippets I wrote a year ago or writing new things entirely. I'm in the studio every day. I'm kind of on my healthy grind, keeping my voice healthy, keeping my body active, getting kind of prepared. The next thing will be music video shoots and maybe some digital, you know, shows here and there. Um, And then it's going to be, maybe tour if that's a thing and if not it'll just be making more music you know i'm also kind of going into a new sphere of the business that i haven't really done before so right who knows what's coming what I, mean, is- I don't know my, my boyfriend just moved in too so i'm also like three months into what? living with somebody for the first time and wow doing everything that that's crazy that. yeah wait so you guys are living together living together yeah oh he's the one it's game over Dude. Oh my God! Wait, yeah. Kira, you're getting married soon. Yeah. Dude. If, the, if the proposal, the, <laughs> the proposal needs to be live on the woes of bros. Of bros, if it's not, that'd be the biggest. Is it even a real proposal? That'd be the That's biggest the mistake a of your of life. Bros exclusive. A woes Guys, of you bros see it. Also, proposal. It's gonna Whoa. be in the link down below. Check it out. Whoa. Like and subscribe <laughs> if you want me to get engaged like on the podcast. <laughs> well, no, but I I think that's a good uh, note though. Kira is like. Kind of like, you know, living for today and kind of preparing for tomorrow. I think that's like a really massive aspect on kind of defeating anxiety, not really worrying about what's going on today, but living like in the present moment is a massive, yeah. um, a massive thing. I've just, I've, <laughs> wow, you really do therapize in this. I just realized yeah. something. Um, so Let's talk about it. Just like flash for her eyes. Yeah, I, I just realized, I think I figured something out through songwriting that I have sort of applied to the rest of my life subconsciously and didn't realize until just now which is when I write songs it used to be that if I wrote a song the inevitable subsequent feeling was panic because I was like what do I Mm. do with it I have all these songs I have to put them out they're living on my computer blah 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 and now I've gotten to the point where when I write something I write it and now it's in my list of things I've written it's there for me and later if I want to keep writing I grab a little piece from this or a little piece or I I go, oh yeah, there was this song or maybe it just, it was a song that I wrote and I'm going to write another song using pieces that I figured out in the first song that I don't even realize. And it's all just about everything that you do, every piece of content that you watch, every, every person that you talk to is building up your inventory as a human. And I, as a creative, I do that as a writer, but I think I've just realized I, I, I've sort of taken to looking at my life a little bit like that too, of like, Every experience that I'm having and everything that I watch and every person who I talk to is just adding to the bank of me. And I'm trying not to Mm. stress about where I'm going to use those things and how I'm going to implement them to make money or make them part of my brand and just sort of try to be okay with like self-building being enough for now. Because that's what your 20s are for. Like your 20s are for, I mean, I know people say your 20s are for messing up, but I think your 20s are for building who you are as a human yeah. And then that's the human that's going to go through life for the next however many years. Yeah, it's those it's those stepping stones that lead you down a long, beautiful, well lit hallway. You beautiful. know what I'm saying? Beautiful. <laughs> God, also, I so. also, I, I will so say, too, like, it's dude. happening. It's happening later and later now. Like our generation, obviously, so different than our parents. Oh yeah. And yeah. success is just like it's a little bit further, I think. And so, if people are yeah. in their early 30s and they're still figuring shit out, like that, that's okay, right? Like we're all still in the process. It's so funny. Someone said the funniest thing to me the other day. 
I like came home and I was like, dude, it's like a buddy was over there. And I was like, dude, like this guy is so successful. Like I, I met him and he's crushing it and he just bought a Tesla. And he's like, wow, Mike, the fact that our generation now uses a Tesla as the beacon <laughs> so for success. <laughs> for our parents, it was a house. For us, it's Me and a Elon Tesla. Musk are tight. Right. Yeah, like what's it going to be for the next day? It's just, it is crazy because the world is a little bit more, I don't know, maybe Everybody's, it's less accessible. Everybody's yeah. standards are different. I got a comment. I, I do not snap back on comments often. I'm, you know me, I'm all like kindness on the internet. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. friends. Yeah. And especially because mostly I have children following me and uh, children are right. angry and they take it out on celebrities because they don't think celebrities read them. And oh, I, Be I, nice got to a, Kira. I got a comment. Be nice to her. I got a comment. Uh, I, I posted this this video about my, my music career, which by the way, on the low was something that I had to post um, because of a relationship that I have. You know, I-, I Right, sure. And somebody commented, your only your music career is only successful because you were on TV, and I was like, "Is that a oh. burn?" I was like, yeah. "I was like, wait, you're telling me that my my I should be upset because my music career was bolstered by my television career? Like, those are good things. Like, my goal yeah. as a human yeah. is to have a diversified palette yeah. of creative things that I do that all help each other and all keep me creative and not being bored. Is this is this a bad thing in your eyes?" Dude. And, and it's like people like that right now that are really, honestly, as sad as it sounds, are affecting the world massively with those kinds of comments because yeah. there are people who aren't as strong as you, Kira, yeah. Yeah. that are out there fucking doing that. I actually responded. And kids are just losing their shit. What'd you say? What'd you say? I she said exactly snapped. that. I said, oh, really? I, I, said, I said, you're telling me that my TV career helped my music career. Sick burn, bro. <laughs> and then you probably got 900 comments that were like, hi, Kira from Germany. Hi, Kira yes. from Spain. <laughs> yeah. like, they, By the way, I was on TV, bitch. I don't even mean it like that. I just, but look, look no, no, I, I, I feel this way about everything. I feel this way when people say, oh God, you know, look at, look at Zendaya and Bella Thorne. Zendaya is so much more successful. And I'm like, well, Zendaya has more esteemed awards and a more traditional career, but Bella is traveling the world doing something that appears to fulfill her and making a lot of money. And yeah. that might be her metric of success. And yeah. it yep. was one of the ways that I was able to get myself to stop competing with other women in the industry too, is because I would look at them and I would be like, okay, I'm not going to name a name, but there's one person in, in particular who I'm thinking of who's had sort of a similar career path of, as me. But she's had arguably bigger numbers on her songs and bigger movies that she's been in. But she's also been through a lot more hardship and heartache in yeah. her life. She's mm. she's struggled. She's been through, you know, really devastating losses and really tricky things in her life. Right. And I look at that and I'm like, you know, you've had more quote unquote success. I've gotten quote unquote luckier to not have, you know, as many painful situations. Like we yeah. are we are both just people trying to go through life, get wins where we can and deal yeah. with pain where we have to. You know, things things like that are what make me sort of go, you know, you can't you can't judge your success or your happiness as a human based off somebody's career points because we're all going through entirely different life situations, entirely different starting points, you know, entirely yes. different goals. We we, yeah. we want different things out of our jobs. You know, I'm not going for ultimate fame with my music. I like the level I'm at where you I can love doing go it. to the store and not have a mob. I just want more people to to listen to my art and respect the yes. work that I do because I think it's really good. That's my goal. Addison Ray's is to, you know, 
do, Blow up. do as many things <laughs> as she can to be like we all just have different goals right. that we're trying to do and it drives me right. crazy and I'm, I'm going on a tangent somebody shut me up but yeah. you know what Kira, I'm about. shut up no no this is shut good up. It's, but it's <laughs> it's true because me and Connor just compare ourselves to each other so it's kind of like an, yeah. it's kind of well, like an well, I chamber. compare you guys to each other too do you want to know who's <laughs> how, how, how Wait, are we coming Kira, to be honest who's your favorite who's your favorite I think with that on that note it's Mike Stoopstein that's great no so Go, Mikey, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say that was a good... Uh, first of all, everything that you said is, is true. It's like... We, and we did a whole episode about comparison, especially mm-hmm. in like the digital world. It is f- absolutely asinine. It's good that you've re- like risen above it because it is so difficult to. Yeah. But uh, I think it all starts with just like self-awareness, right? Like that's the, that's the first way to combat it. It's just like, okay, I need to be self-aware to know that, I, that I'm confident in my situation and everybody's paths are so different. And yeah. it all does tie back to anxiety and stress because... If you don't do that, if you don't rise above it, you live in this fog of anxiety <laughs> yeah, and stress. It's so true. Fun. You know what? It's so funny that you say that. Like this, this, this methodology that I live my life under now of like we are all peers, we should all support each other, blah blah blah, really all just came from a survival mechanism when I was thirteen, which was really? I was I was being crushed by how much I was comparing myself. I mean, yeah, I know that. I, as a person, compared to a lot of other people, had objectively accomplished a lot. But compared to the people in L.A., and I know, Connor, you were talking about this in the comparison episode. You know, I was 13 joining an industry, fighting against, you know, fighting, quote unquote, competing against kids who had been acting since they were four. And I had joined a ballet Mm -hmm. class with kids who had been dancing since they were three. And like, it's crazy. It felt like I was behind. And because I was never someone who was the best at one thing, I was always someone who was pretty good at a lot of things because I liked a lot of things. And I never took the time to be the best at one thing because I wanted to just do as many as I could. I, I feel like I was constantly comparing to myself to the person who was the best in each thing. And it was just destroying me. And I, I literally think I like just said to myself one day, I was like, okay, every time I see a girl who I feel jealous of, I'm going to try to flip that switch and feel exactly as excited for her as if it were me uh-huh. as I right now feel jealous. And I think it took yeah. me like two years of actively telling myself like, this is just what we're going to do and we're going to just fake yeah. it until we make it. And eventually it, it became my first instinct. It, it's last night I was at a restaurant for the first time in months and um, there was a table of, of women next to us celebrating a birthday and they were all wearing like outrageous outfits. One of them was like six foot four, maybe, oh. um, you know, don't know what her story is, but I assumed could have maybe been a trans woman or, you know, just clearly people who look a little different than the average people. And I found myself staring a lot just because they were fun outfits. And I had like a huge smile on my face because subconsciously I was like, these women probably get stared at a lot. If they turn around, I want them to know that I'm staring because I think they're stunning and fabulous and beautiful and not judging them. And my dad caught me. He clocked me like smiling. And he was like, (laughs) he was like, are you smiling at the table? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, God, you really like, like women, don't you? And I was like, well, that's a whole other conversation, but yes. Oh but my God, but, let's but go. yes, like I like yes. Like I, I just wanted yeah. to make sure if they turned around, they knew that like I'm I'm here to that you're appreciating be, them you know, an, an ally of a yeah. woman be like, you know, yeah. 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 it was just it was a funny moment that I was just like, it's nice to feel like I, I live my principles even if it's by accident. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was awesome, a little drunk and you know, that's what happens. That's how it goes, dude. I love that, Kira. I think that's really great. Um I mean I will say it's um I mean, I, 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 this is the first, we always try to like drink a little bit before a podcast because it gets us feeling yeah, good. Dude, 
Kira, I'm not gonna lie. We were. I, I was super nervous to have you on here. I know, like you was too. No, it's not, it's, I know, but that's what we said. It's we're our like, first guest. It's our first guest. It's our first guest. And we felt bad because we had you. Like, we're like, actually, we're changing this. Actually, we're oh, changing yeah, this. Yeah, I we do want to make a so comment on that. I do want to make a comment. Yeah. So uh, we had Kira. We changed like 85 things on her last second because she is our first guest. <laughs> and so it was like, Throughout all right, Kira. The, day. the, time the last is this. minute, he means all day today and yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot of changes. It was like here's a Zoom link, here's a Google Hangout. She's like, which one do I go on? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Five forty five, six o'clock, six forty five. Take it. She's like, what am I doing right now? Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, I have my dad, my incredible Papa 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 K. He's the man. The man. Give me a shout out real like, quick. I was like, hey, can you help me? Like, I, I'm doing this thing in the studio, and I want to run it through the mic. But what we need to film, and I'm their first guest, and so there's some tech stuff. And so I'm relaying everything to him as you guys are relaying it to me. And yeah. he's like, wait, that's not gonna work. And I'm like, yeah. It is, and he's like, No, it's not. And I'm like, I think it is. So I go back to you, you change it. I go back to him again. He's oh, like, Wait, no. I still don't. So Kira, Kira, finally, I was Kira like, Can y'all get on a three way call, please? So I called <laughs> yeah. Connor, I called my dad, and I was like, Yo, Stoops, Papa K, collaborate and listen. Talk, let's oh talk. And we we stopped, collaborated, and listened, and it was beautiful. It was and beautiful. now we got this beautiful little song happening now right now. Oh, wait, was I supposed to be recording? I'm just kidding. Speaking of making beautiful music, I can't wait till you guys can come hang out in the studio and like listen to the new stuff and like vibe. So here we gotta we gotta jam out with it. We have so We're many plans. There. Once the world opens, you guys are my first call. I can't wait. <laughs> we love that. Well, Kira, thank you for giving us your uh, your feedback on yeah, how super you feel helpful. about Seriously. stress and anxiety. I don't I remember hope anything I said, relate. but I hope there were some valuable tidbits in there. It's Girl, all you were sp- you were spitting some fire facts. Out of Just all the languages that. I could have spoken, I chose facts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if we therapized you, you therapized us, and we love Aww, that. A um, so, Kira. <laughs> yes, it was beautiful. But Kira, thank you so much. And guys, right now we're gonna go to our sponsor for a commercial break, uh, and we'll be right back. Dope. Thank you. Oh my God, Mikey, do you smell that, bro? What? I <laughs> don't what me, dude. I know it's you. I can smell you from here. Kind of every week, it's the same thing with you. It's just like Mike stinks. Mike stinks. You hurt my feelings, dude. I don't. Like, yeah, what? well, dude, I have to hurt your feelings because you're not using one of my favorite soaps, Doctor Squatch, dude. <sighs> I know I should, and everyone's loving it. We actually had a couple of our first purchases through our link, which is yeah, kind of nice. And if you too want some Doctor Squatch to yourself, you can go down to the description and click the link below because you can find not only your favorite scents, but all natural soaps body washes, and shampoo, baby, for the low, low price of $7. And if you click our link below, you also can get 15% off. You're welcome. (laughs) But Connor... Oh, no. What, Mikey? What's up with this shit, bro? What? Connor, I can't shower anymore because it's bad for the environment. I I saw Ted talk about it. Yeah, well, Mikey, I'll tell you what else is bad for the environment. You not smelling good. So, guys, go get your Dr. Squatch today. Rub a little soap on your body. It's all natural. It's not going to hurt a thing. Click the link below. You'll thank us later. Dr. Squatch. All right, guys, welcome back to the Wolves of Bros. Mikey B, buddy, we got some fun fucking articles for y'all. Yeah, we should. We try to keep it current, as you guys know. We try to keep it reals with you, and we try to keep it weird. And uh, and every week, we're going to bring two weird articles to you. And uh, It's the articles God. that you didn't ask for, but we're bringing it. Kira, That's how right. do you feel about crazy articles? Oh, God. Just- I love all of them. The, an, uh... That was a grammar joke, and I'm so sorry I made it. <laughs> it was like way Just above know, my head. I'm not literate enough to get that joke. I had no idea. I was like so far oh, beyond I'm me. so sorry, oh, guys. We love that. First of all, public speaking, know your audience. 
<laughs> so, so, Mikey B, I guess if we want to keep the trend up, you usually go first with the article. Yeah, you want to yeah, hit this not? one up? I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to tell you about it. Right, right. You love you. doing that. I'm Mikey just telling. loves doing that. I'm just that. telling. All right. I so, my talk funky about, hat on for article time? Are we psyched? Let's you go, better. Go, let's go. You let's better. Go. All right. So, there's this guy. We're going to talk about stress, by the way. This is a, a real stress situation. My boy, he needs some money, <laughs> right? What does he do? He goes, he, he buys a what? lottery ticket. He needs some money. Some money. Some moolah. Cha-chang. Goes to the store, buys a lottery ticket, gets the numbers, goes home, realizes that he just won a million dollars in the Shut lottery. Goes to, check his, goes to check his pocket, and the ticket is gone. <gasps> no way. That's kind of a big deal, bro. Imagine that shit. Is that a real story? So then, Dude, he goes, that's some Connor Stoops luck. I'm not going to lie. I know. It, it, it's, it's crazy. I and anyway, he goes back. And there's a there's a uh, like a car and it's on this like little piece of paper. He's like, no way, is it is this it? And he has to convince a guy to move his car without letting him know that the lottery ticket is beneath there. <laughs> so he's like talking to the guy. He's like, yo, please, like just move your car. Like you're in a zone. He's like, what do you, dude? My car is fine. He's like, no, no, I'm gonna call the cops. If you don't move your car, like you gotta go. The guy pulls out his car. The fucking lottery ticket's right there. He got his money, won a million dollars. And the guy didn't even know that there was a million dollar no lottery idea. ticket no underneath idea. his car. No idea. That's it. What the Kira, how would you react if you just realized you lost a million dollar lottery ticket? So, <laughs> so fun fact, it is documented that many large scale lottery winners have actually had really awful times with it. No um, way. Really? Yeah. I've actually heard that. Like people die in their family once they win the lottery. Like what? that kind of yeah, shit you're talking there's about? There's a lot of factors and it's hard to know kind of what the convergence of yeah. the variables is. But I think it is some sort of combination of, you know, as you accrue money, you learn how to handle that money. And when you go from having no money or less money to a lot more money, A, you probably don't know how you're meant to handle it, invest it, who to trust right. with it. B, it can bring a lot of family members out of the woodwork to start asking for favors, guilt tripping oh, you, blackmailing yeah. you. Um, yeah. A lot of a lottery winners actually ask to be kept anonymous because it yeah. can ruin their entire lives. Um, In the state of Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to be anonymous. Really? Interesting. Yeah, you're legally not allowed to be anonymous. Yeah. I also wouldn't be surprised if there became tax issues because all of a sudden yeah. you might be yeah. dealing with income taxes in a different way or gift tax or in a different Crazy. bracket. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that just like, like like a lot of things seems on its face like just about pure gold and has a lot more nuance and uh, shit to it than you would think. The, the fact that this man, though, lost his lottery ticket and then went and then back found and found it and that nobody also like... That guy's memory must have been insane. The fact that he realized without having yeah. the lottery ticket that that he <laughs> won a million dollars. Like, what the hell? I, know, I don't. Oh, yeah, like he I remembered all the tickets numbers. before. Yeah, yeah he, well, because I guess he had like his lucky numbers or whatever, and he right. played them. But, uh, well, I hope he's having a wonderful time of it. Yeah. Sure I he hope is. he's invested in some some property and some some nice assets that will this um, is like, have a good amount of interest. And This is like a month ago, so I, I imagine it's all gone. Based on what was you it a said, month ago? Yeah, it's, it's gone. I'm sure it's gone. Damn. Know, because it's all, all right. been given right. well, to charity. No, I'm just playing. Wow. No, I'm anyway, kidding. great story, uh, Mikey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's great, Mikey. All right, so I'm torn with mine because I don't know if this guy should be a convicted felon or the number one's world or the number one world's best dad. All right, so this guy, Dustin Allen, the age of 30, was arrested in Burbank this past Tuesday. Okay, close by. Guess why? 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 He stole a fucking slide from the park. That's kind of bad. <laughs> Wait, what? He, no, listen. So he cut, he cut the slide off from the park, and this slide is massive. He took it to his house, 
and built a bunk bed for his kids. Wait, that's actually amazing. <laughs> on the one that's... hand, property theft. On the other hand, that kid's going to remember that for life. Yeah. What? You look at your dad, you're like, wow, my dad is so cool. But you don't realize you just convicted a felony, also, bro. Also, <laughs> uh, complicating factor, I'm pretty sure that all of the parks and playgrounds have been closed until we've come into Red Tier, which means they have not been usable. And he stole them just in time for it to be allowed again. But yeah. now it's his. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know if this man was a one-man band or he had some people he with needed him people, because dude, you I'm don't telling steal. you what, dude. You're not carrying that slide by yourself, no, bro. That, that's how, how big is it, did they say? How big the uh, slide was? Let me see. Uh, I don't know, da, 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 slide da, da, size, probably. Slide, well, it was, it's massive, bro. Is a, Think that's of a like swirly. a crane. You need like a crane to okay. do that. Okay. No, this like says, this says, oh, this says, like a little playground. A little scoop de doop a little scoop de little scoop de This says, uh, Lee, with the help of other detectives, executed the search warrant for the man's home and found a gigantic, it's in quotes, yeah. gigantic slide. Do we have um, any evidence that this is not the man who pulled off the Hollyweed prank? Oh my <laughs> Honestly, God. Similar set Honestly, of I'll skills required. There's one I'll guy that just goes right here. around. Pull it off I'll these post it right here, things. but here's his mugshot. Boom. And then here is the Hollyweed guy's mugshot. Boom. There you go. I don't know. Do they look alike? Who knows? Comment down below. <laughs> Comment down below. Wow. Wild stories, wow, guys. Dude, nice, Connor. Would nice. You, Kira, would you have been uh, impressed if, if Danny came home and was like, hey, I brought Kira, you this. My, da- guys, my dad? Guys, she was slide. Yeah. yeah. Um, as a 23-year-old woman, I would be concerned. <laughs> yeah. As a four-year-old child, perhaps. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I think even as I'm 25, if my dad brought a slide home i'd say oh hell yeah let's get some water and oh, soap yeah. on that bitch and let's go <laughs> oh, hell oh, yeah. Hell yeah. but i also have an eight-year-old niece and a five-year-old nephew so i'm sure they would have loved that more than me Cute. so uh, well, Connor, i love it that's that's a good story that's a good dad right there. that's five out of five dad points let's move to the to the woes that people write in for us you know like i love that bring on the woes. I, just to catch everybody up if you're new you know every week we bring in two different woes that other people uh you know fans of ours have or or just audience members and uh and we talk about them because yeah, and by the way people you, who can't stand us I, you know whoever like, writes yeah. in really if you hate us you send it to us it's usually death threats but it's it's you know we'll take it we'll to take each it. their own we'll take it we're begging for <laughs> um, comments but, so uh yeah. Yeah. but also if you guys want to ask us any questions you can email us at the woes of bros at gmail.com oh, so feel free to email us we got an email, baby. Professional as hell. Yeah, we we're not any just regular podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, so I'm gonna uh, start us up here. So, right, Mikey, right. you have the email. So why don't you go ahead and read those off? And Kira, we all would right. love your input on these. Oh, yeah. yeah. This. All right. Number one. I feel like it's always good. We always have one girl and one guy. By the way, which I, which I like. I, uh, that's what I love. That's right. Equity. Come on. Hi, bros. My name is Sarah. My question is that I am someone who doesn't normally have depression, anxiety, or stress. Wow, wow, lucky you. Good for her. <laughs> so, how can I be there for my friends who do suffer terribly from this? It's actually mm. a good question. That's a very good a question. question. That might be too good for the walls of bros. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whew, what do you guys think? How do, how do you, if you don't deal You're, with something, how do you, you, have, you can't sympathize. You can only empathize. You know, you, you can't really, you could be there for them, but uh, but how? What do you guys think? I mean, it, it's a hard question to answer because it's it's such a, case-by-case basis. I'm going to just speak from personal experience here. My boyfriend does not have anxiety or depression. um, Wow. Really? And is somehow miraculously still a really wonderful support system for me. Um, I think the biggest things are things that you're probably already doing, which is to let them know that you believe them and their experience Mm. and to not invalidate it. Um, You know, to, to empathize 
to let them feel whatever they're feeling. You know, don't try to rush them through what they're what they're feeling. Um, you know, feel free to ask, do you want company or solutions? That's sure. always a really welcome question. You know, do you just want me to Absolutely. be here with you while you feel terrible or do you want me to help you try yes. to come up with things that might make <clears throat> you feel a little better? Um, I think research is always great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you have the whole massive, internet at your disposal. Massive. That being said, don't take what you see on the internet at face value because everybody who struggles with various mental illnesses needs different things. But it can help you sort of get a frame of reference for maybe what questions even to ask your friend. Uh, first yeah, of all, yeah. I just want to say, like, you are wonderful for for wanting to be great at this. And that is, yes. in and of itself, you are already ahead of the game. Just wanting to know most... how to be there for somebody who's struggling yeah. is half the battle. And if your friend sees that, which I'm sure they do, especially if they watch the Woes of Bros podcast, they will Absolutely. they will be grateful and, and appreciate that. I think that's a good point too, Kira, because most people who uh, can't relate to it won't choose to relate to that. And so I think it's one, Sarah, really good that you are choosing to relate to that and help your friend out because it can be something that for people who don't understand, it can be something that's very crippling to another person. Uh, like Kira scary. was sort of touching base on earlier. Yeah. 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 It, can be it can be super scary. And it can be to the point where you kind of start to like we were brushing up on earlier, victimizing yourself and you kind of dig yourself into a deeper hole. So even if you don't know how to help them, just being there for them and showing them that you can support them and that you're listening to them. And like Kira said, not discrediting them. I think that's a perfect way to put it, Kira. I think the other big thing, and, and this goes for taking care of or being there for anybody, is you have to fill your cup first so that you are at your full capacity and your full emotional capacity and your most patient self and that means taking care of yourself so making sure that you draw boundaries where you need to in a loving way it is you know the best for both people if both people are drawing their boundaries where they need to you know get their own selves to the place that they need to be in order to interact with each other also i mean like (laughs) you have to also sometimes understand that if you don't have anxiety or whatever um, maybe you don't have to fully understand it to be there for the person, right? Like, I, I remember I had my first panic attack when I was like 15 years old, right? And uh, maybe, no, I'm sorry, I was 17. And your I just last got my driver's. We were on top of that mountain. <laughs> Literally, no, oh my God, that's a whole <laughs> other story. That's that a story was for a, another podcast. That was a, dude, <laughs> I missed that day. I feel so Do you? I, I think you might be I, the only one. I don't yeah, miss I, that day. I know Dal, Dal was there. I still, <laughs> I still go back to that. And your little brother was there day. too, Mikey. Yeah, he was he was also panicking. It was a, a Bloodstein <laughs> panic off. It was a family it was a family panic yeah. attack. Bloodstein family panic attack. But Blood you guys saw, you got you guys saw this you saw the sunset. You saw, I think, right? I, I, uh-huh. didn't, I didn't block it too much. But uh, <laughs> no, I the point is though like I um, you know, I had this panic attack and before that I never really understood it and I had friends that had anxiety and I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't really get it. And then I had a panic attack. And I like, it was this crazy thing. I drove through a fence. It was like a, like a James Bond movie. Right. And (laughs) I was trying to like get myself to the hospital, but I was driving while having a panic attack. Well, not knowing I was having a panic attack because it was my first. Right. So I was flipping out. But then anyway, regardless, I have that. And then I, I feel like it opened up, opened up, opened up my mind a little bit to other people that have anxiety because now I can relate a little bit more with like what they were dealing with. The point though is that. I always kind of understood, and if I tried a little bit harder, I didn't need to have a panic attack to understand that, right? Yeah. Now I look at it, people that don't have anxiety, they don't necessarily need to to know how to just like be there or comfort somebody or tell them yeah. to breathe. And that's awesome that your boyfriend is, is, is so good at that because to not deal with it but to still be so empathetic is just like right. highly mm-hmm. emotionally intelligent. Yeah, I mean, one, one of the other things that's like 
been really nice for us to sort of get to a level where he understands what I go through a little bit more. First of all, a lot of, you know, things like anxiety or depression are just far more extreme versions of things that every human has felt at some point in their life. And so, you know, maybe you've never felt crippling anxiety, but maybe you felt like, you know, some of the symptoms for me on a physical sense are heart beating really, really fast and nausea and the fogginess in your brain that you might have when you have a cold. The way that I like to describe it a lot of the times is like a pit in my stomach saying something's really wrong, something is really wrong, but you don't know what it is and it's because there isn't anything wrong. It's your body producing the chemicals that say sign the alarm for whatever reason when there is nothing to be sending the alarm about. Um, And so having those conversations about just what those physical manifestations are has been really nice sometimes because I can be like, hey, I'm having an anxiety day where I'm having really bad physical symptoms, but I'm feeling okay mentally. Or I can be like, hey, I'm having an anxiety day where I am feeling like you might hate me, even though I know you don't. I'm feeling insecure about my body. Oh, I do that all the time. I do the same thing. I do the same. I'm like, dude, I. This is where I'm at right now. Yep, yep, yep. And he's he's able to be like, that's that's cool. You, I will tell you, you're beautiful a million times, so you believe it. But also, you don't have to right now because your brain's being mean to you, and you'll be fine in a week. I think of it as a brain cold. Dude, honestly, there are that's a really good way to put it. There are mornings where I'll wake up. And like, I'll just like look at Carolina and I'll just shoot up and I'll be like, I feel like I'm on the verge of losing everything. Yeah. And she's like, what? <laughs> or I feel, like, like, I feel like everything I've done ver- is useless. I feel yeah, like yeah, I have everything no is useless. It's, it's yeah, crazy. I usually, I usually wake up in the morning with my girlfriend too. And I'm just like, hey, mirror. babe, like I just. Uh, no, but it's true. It's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> oh. And I like how you use it as uh, alarms because it's so true. Like it's just little things that are so pernicious and just get bigger and bigger. And uh, it's it's great you have a support network, and I hope that this person yeah. you know continues to uh, to try to champion their friends and yeah. help them and be there as a resource. I also want to just really quickly mention anybody who feels like you might be going through something. Um, if you have the kind of relationship with your parents where you can, it's worth asking your parents if they've ever had any sort of mental health struggles in their life. Because I, I was talking to two of my friends about it this week, and one of them, I have a friend who is bipolar, and he didn't know that there, like three of his family members had bipolar as well. Mm, wow. And then I was talking to a friend who like goes through cyclical anxiety and depression who didn't know that his dad went through that either. And, and I as well. Like I didn't know until I was older than I would have liked to that my dad and I have a lot of similarities in the way that we emotionally yep. process or get overstimulated yes. or whatever else. And like, I remember we had this whole conversation and I was like, I wish I had known this earlier because it's so nice to know that certain things are just genetic. Well, you know, I get yeah. my hair from my dad it's, and my cheekbones from my mom and my anxiety from my dad, you know? like yeah. <laughs> It's so true, dude. I mean, look, I just, I met my biological dad this two years oh, ago. Oh yeah. I, and, and so like now I'm starting not to, I'm not talking shade on him or anything, but like I've started to notice the things that I wondered where I got it from or why I think yeah. this way, where I'm getting them. And it's, it's crazy. so crazy. It, and it really does help shed some light yeah. on that. So talk to your parents. But I think that's great. Yeah, exactly. Talk, talk to your, your parents. parents. This is a great way to if put it. If it is safe to do so, if it is not safe to do so, there are a lot of places on the internet where you can go, where you can talk. There are hotlines, mm. there are support systems. If you're LGBT, call the Trevor Project. There's a lot of places you can go if you don't feel safe with your parents. And we'll put those links down below in the description if you guys are watching us on YouTube. So um, just feel free to check that you out put, at the bottom. Put the National Suicide Prevention Hotline and a few places down there. 100%. Yeah. We'll absolutely do yeah. that. Um, all right, Mikey B. So what do you got for question I got two, one brother? more, guys. I got one more, and I'm loving this one. Ready? Hi, bros. Hey, my this. name is Sam. I sometimes get to the point where I drop everything because of the way I'm feeling. 
Me too. Mm, I hear that. Dude. How can I keep myself accountable so I do not avoid responsibilities? That's like, dude, that's me to a T because I will get in that's these holes <laughs> and I will be like, cancel everything. It's all, I see yeah. my calendar. It's like, boom, I'm free for the week. What do I got for the next month? Cancel it that, all. I have that <laughs> moment and I just, I crumble and it's the yeah. least positive, like least beneficial thing to, to who I am it, and I can't stop it. And I don't know why. I just think that, it's super, super relatable because it does not, yeah. it exists, anxiety exists outside of success. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how well you're doing. Like it is something that can exist in its own vertical. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. for me, I have plenty of things going on, but I will cancel every single thing and stop holding myself responsible if I feel anxious. And so I, I, I just really relate to that. Well, first of all, for Sam, dude, pat yourself on the back. The fact that you are self-aware enough yeah to want to better yourself in that way, that's massive, yeah. dude. And that's already a step forward because, I mean, I mean, what, the first, the, the first step to moving forward is recognition, recognizing your flaws or recognizing what you need to do next. And I think that's a massive part. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Kara? So I think that in a situation like this, the first thing you have to do is prioritize what, yeah. what needs to get done regardless of my mental health and mm -hmm. what can I safely put off till later in a way that's not going to come back to bite me in the butt? Let's go. And the biggest tool you need for that is self-awareness. And the fact that you're asking this question means you have the self-awareness to be yeah. asking those questions. So first of all, you're in a, you're in a great place. Um, I think really the, the biggest thing I would say is, is in those moments, prioritize and say, okay, what are the things, what is the bare minimum? First of all, Try to try the things that make you less anxious, right? If you wake up yeah. and you're like, oh God, I had so much I was going to do today, but now I'm anxious and I'm struggling. Go through the list of things. And if you don't have that list yet, then maybe that's a good place to start is building that list. But, mm -hmm. you know, for me, that list is like, okay, I feel anxious. First thing I'm going to do is drink three glasses of water and sit in the sun. That didn't work. Okay. I'm going to do a workout. Okay. That didn't work. I'm going to call my friend, tell him how I'm feeling and make myself a, a meal and listen to a song. And then yeah. if you're like, I'm still really struggling, no matter what I do, I'm just not okay. That's when you go, okay, what can be moved two days in the future? Yeah. This is actually an interesting one. Um, if I'm struggling and I move everything to the next day, I find myself panicking. But if I'm struggling yeah. and I move everything two days later, then the next day, if I'm feeling better, I get to go, oh, I'm ahead of schedule. Let me do some of tomorrow's stuff and feel good about right. myself. And if not, then I'm like, okay, I still have time. But it's nice to not put so much time pressure on yourself. When it comes to that's, holding yourself accountable, that's just a personal thing. Only you know what is procrastination and what is genuinely in support of your mental health, and that's just something you got to know for yourself. I was gonna say like it's so funny because I uh, I read something I don't know if it was like uh, Carl Jung or something, but it was talking about how we feel like we're in charge of our own decisions in our minds, but really we're not. Like we actually <laughs> yeah. have to actively negotiate against ourselves. It's really and that's true. so. Fucking interesting. I never thought yeah. about that. Like, yeah. okay, Mike, lose weight, right? Eat everything perfect and lose weight. Go to the gym and just eat really clean. If that was like a singular decision, it would just happen. But it yeah. isn't. It's got to be, all right, I, I can have- It's your higher self, bro. I know, but it, it really is. Like, it's like, all right, I can have a cookie now because later I'll eat healthy. And if I go to the gym at six, then I don't have to go tomorrow. And it's crazy the way we negotiate actively you against know, ourselves. It's, it's, 
at, at, at its heart, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? It's like yeah. you start yeah. with yep. survival and what your brain thinks is survival might be different on any given day, mm-hmm. but that's going to be your baser instinct. And then, you know, once you move up the levels of feeling comfortable and safe and well, then you can reach the self-actualization goals of, you know, yeah. that's, that's like one of those 100%. things where like, you know, I see a lot of people, uh, this is a little bit of a tangent. You can cut it if it's no, not no, related. No, no, no. But no, go, I was thinking about it, your dude. episode, Connor, of how you're talking about how everyone in LA is just like hot, right? And yeah. like, I was thinking about it. And I was like, why is that? Sure, it's because, you know, people come to LA to be, in, to be in, in businesses where they look a certain way. But then I thought it's also because in LA, maintaining your physical appearance is a matter of survival. And so it becomes people's full-time job. People out yeah. here, and, and that's why people think everyone here is vain, and that might be true, but it's it's more than vanity. <laughs> it's that people feel yeah. as though, and rightly that's so. That's their because, career on the line. Yeah, whether you're an actor or a, or a musician or whatever else, and I'm not saying this should be the case, but it is the case in a way that the, the way you look is part of how successful you are. And it's so unrealistic to compare yourself yeah. if you are not in an industry that relies on your looks to somebody who is in an industry that relies on the looks because that's not your survival need. Your survival no, need is your job and your family and what you're doing with your life. You can't compare because those needs are just on different levels. It's it's so funny. They said the other day I caught myself. I was like, ah, oh, my mom just made some cookies. And I was like, fuck. I was like, mom, I can't have any of those. She goes, Connor, just live a little bit. And I go, mom, I've got an acting career on the line. And I was like, Wait, Connor, just fucking eat a cookie, dude. I was like, God Look, damn. It's, bro, it's part of the reason I moved to music. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. I'm not it's even going to lie. Dude. I get so down on myself because, and and because, you know, if I get an audition and it says she's the hottest girl in school and I don't feel like I'm at my hottest that week, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. in a tizzy. I'm It's panicking. hard, dude. It, it and with really music, are, I'm is. like, I can gain 50 pounds. I can lose whatever healthfully and still I'm, yeah. I'm making my music. Hey, Connor, Connor, maybe start yeah. thinking about a music career, buddy. I mean, hey, I got one song out. Change, check it out. Spotify, Apple Music, everything. <laughs> um, you want to come drop some um, bars for me? I'll come drop some bars for you, Kara. I actually have been practicing a lot in my room, but um, but to add on to what we're talking That's about, so real quick, <laughs> I really have. So I mean, cute. I, Justin Bieber. Just, that, that was so adorable. It was like so meek. Dude, Justin Bieber's new album. I've been playing every song from it, singing, trying to hit the notes he does. I've been fucking one crushing. Day. I feel like JB in my own room. No, but if I could add one more quick thing to that, um, I saw I I, I saw a, a TED talk, and I wish I could remember the person. I I really do. Um, but he was talking about how the way he has had ADHD, depression, anxiety his entire life, right? And what he would do is he'd make a list of things to do. But he'd say, hey, today, I'm just going to do this one thing. So he had a separate list from that. I'm just going to do that one thing on my list. He got it done. He felt a little bit accomplished. So guess what? He took another thing from that list. He threw it on. Hey, I did this one. Let me let me try to grab this one. Like he he sectioned all of his That's things so off smart. one yeah. by one. I can't one. believe I didn't talk about the number one tool against anxiety in this episode. Dude, tell us now. Yeah. This is important, Kira. Lists. Oh my god, the number of lists I have because the more you have Bro. in lists, the less you have to have in your head. It's like it's I, so true. It's like I structure. It clears it up. I structure my schedule. I mean, time. I do a whole episode on time management. I schedule my, stru- my st- structure. We'll get you on again. Yeah, I structure my schedule in a way that I schedule time to think about scheduling time. Like I, <laughs> I break it down so far that wow. I have my free time and my work time so clearly defined, and all with more time. Time than they actually need yeah. and then I throughout the day depending on how I'm feeling move those things around so at any given moment I have a list of 
five things I need to do, 10 things I want to do, and 20 things I'll do whenever I have time of various different things. Some are creative, some are administrative, whatever. And then at any given moment, if I'm like ahead of schedule, I grab one of them. If it doesn't fit now, I know exactly how much time in the next few days I have and it just gets moved. I'm color-coded as a bitch. Oh Oh my God. God. Oh, come on. My bitch is color-coded, bitches. That was one of the reasons reasons my boyfriend and I fell in love the moment we saw each other's calendars and they were, oh my my God. God. Y'all were both, he's Uh, like, wait. Your Tuesday's pink? Yeah. So is mine. Oh, the, the real moment, the, the moment I knew it was Endgame was the moment we got our own, we have our own family shared calendar now. We have one for just oh. the two of us and then one for the two of us that my dad sees as well because he runs the studio. And oh my here. God. Your yeah, mouth that was, that right was now, bigger than, That was bigger than getting married would be. We That's were just like a like, shared bank account. I'm overloading on cuteness right yeah, now. Yeah. This is cuteness cute. overload. I can't wait for him to come no. back. He's literally outside in the main house on his laptop. He's going to be like, so how'd it go? And he'll be like, um, I, I talked about, about you 10 out of 10. <laughs> I should do more lists. I got one list, and it's like a hundred things to do before I die. And it's yeah. this list, and, and they're I'm, all in I'm, Post-it notes on your bedroom wall, right? I, dude, in pink. I never even spoke about that. It's a totally different <laughs> podcast. Sorry, every I goal hate I to have you like that. Every, every goal, really quick, and then I think we should wrap it up. Is, yeah. is every, yeah. every I got goal? I got two songs to finish tonight. I do. We're, dude, oh. I'm ready for them. And also, by the way, I need to hear some new music because, like, I yeah. fucking I miss it, Bro, dude. I, I miss it. Yeah, so you after the podcast, will you text me and Mikey and send us? Please. some music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a link really? of nine nine songs right now, and after tonight, dude. hopefully it'll be ten or eleven. Um, we're your, we're we're your biggest fan, seriously. Like, we yeah, we love you. Dude. I'm so love excited. I can't wait to show you all this stuff. It's gonna be good. Yeah, Kira, you're incredible, dude. And I'm so happy that we could finally get you on. I'm sorry that Mikey and I were such bitches. We were so nervous. No, no, we were. All right, relax. He doesn't want to play cool at all. You're supposed to be like, yeah, we were a little bit nervous. And then it's endearing. I mean, it's endearing. We weren't nervous no, at look, all. Truly, I, what, what I will say to, to sort of end this thing off is that I, I've been in L.A. for almost 11 years. And I have come across a lot of really douchebaggy guys. And you two are mm. not one of them. You are some of the loveliest, oh. like kindest, Thanks, like Kira. feminist, wonderful men that I have known. You guys are great friends. We love you. And you are supportive. And you have been such wonderful people people in my life for a very long time and so i'm 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 very grateful to know you guys and you guys that means a lot to us we we feel the same about you i'm Um, not a douche bro you're not a douche bro but you are one of our favorite bros on the walls of bros thank you that's a nice ass hat i was gonna wear it under my thing but then it was crushing the sides and and i didn't want to break it that's all right, dude. You're still looking cute. Don't tell your man a set. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Kira, if you want to do any final plugs, where can we follow you? What can we see? Where can we see your music? What do you got coming out for us? Talk Time to us for, for a, a couple shameless more seconds. Self-promotion. <laughs> um, you guys can use that for all your episodes if you want. Um, wow. <laughs> your segment. Yeah. So I'm all over the internet uh, having all various sorts of tomfoolery. My Instagram is Kira Kossarin, and I post various pictures of my face and things I care about. Um, Twitter is Kira Kossarin, where I post about music things, political things, uh, current event things. My TikTok is a TikTok, and I do TikToky things. Uh, so if you want to come see the TikToky things, that's a whole world in and of itself. It's at Kira Kossarin. Um, come be my 30 millionth follower. I dare you. Um, oh, no, we're only, at, we're, only at, we're only at 23. Um, wow, that was a humble brag. I hate myself. I love it. I'm so sorry. I had to squeeze that in there. Um, and most importantly, genuinely, Spotify, um, if you guys can follow my Spotify, like a couple Let's songs, go. add them to playlists. Like, I've been an indie artist for a long time, um, and having like algorithms on my side is a game changer. So, uh, the more that you guys can help me 
fuck with the algorithm to get my music out to more people fuck who that can algorithm. hear it. Um, you fuck that would be great. Yeah, so so yeah, follow my Spotify, listen to some songs, like them, save them, stream them, send them to your friends, whatever. If you like them. For real, for for those of you that don't like know Kira who are watching our podcast, go check her out. She is Thank incredible. You. She's, She's incredibly talented. And for, talented. for kids who do Insane. know me who are watching this podcast, I'm so sorry I curse. Uh, and, <laughs> this is the real Kira, um, by the way. Phoebe from the Thunder? Uh, yeah, this I'm, is the real Kira costume my, right here. My little cousin, I'm Kira, sorry. you've already made a video for us. She loves you. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> my yeah, little cousin got, loves you. got a lot of love. No. Anyway, Listen, this Kira. is, this is my, my, my message to the youngins if you guys are watching and your family worry about curse words. Do what your family wants while you're there, but truly, like... The, the the things you need to avoid are like hateful words and racist words yes. and yeah, bigotry. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are the real curse words. Take those out of your vocabulary because you don't need them and they're awful. If you want to say the F word in private when no one else is around, let it out. You know, go underwater, scream it at the top of Come your on. lungs. It's <laughs> fine. All right, Kira, dude, thank you so much. We love you. Guys, I'm Connor Stoops. I'm Mike Bloodstein. And I'm Kira Kosserin. And you just watched the Wolves of Pros. Thank you so no much, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later. Awesome. Later, Kira.